Who doesn't like merch? Well, the Fret Sisters have got you covered. Head over to www.fretsisters.com and shop to your heart's content. We have hats, jackets, gloves, mugs, notepads, whatever you can think of, we have it on that site. Shop for yourself, your friend, your child. You won't be disappointed. www.fretsisters.com You are now listening to Season 6 of Between Frets. Hello all, welcome to Between Frets, a space where female musicians meet and discuss all things music. I'm your host, Nicole Rose, and we have the final Fret Tea Talk of the season for 2021, y'all, we made it. We have Jam, Shorn, Shorning Shorn Marshall, and we have Karen Autumn Rose. How are you doing, ladies? Doing great. Great, great. We have a topic for today of it's more than just a gig. So after the chat, we got offline and we had a little more, you know, Brett, you know, girls, girl talk. We started talking about it's more than just a gig. So we wanted to um, bring this topic to you all. So in more than just a gig, we talked about during these unprecedented times of COVID and how the gigs totally stopped and how people, you know, might have found new hobbies or new their new love for music. And ladies wanted to see where you are with that. So how did you develop, you know, more love for music or, you know, less love, more hobbies? How did you make it through this um, pandemic? And how did you find out it was more than just a gig for you all? I know I can start. You know, I was, um, I gig a lot with my band, but I also work a full-time job. So when our gigs got canceled in 2020 and, uh, I was working a little bit more acoustically at that time, during that time, but it was just nice to be able to, first of all, sleep in (laughs) on a weekend because I would work Monday through Friday, work remote, and then, you know, I'd have to go to a gig. Um, But here I was able to wake up and get a lot of rest. But also, like, I've... um, you know, I was able to catch up on like stuff that I still love musically. Like I was able to do more guitar videos. I love doing tutorials. I love sharing on my YouTube page. So um, I get a lot of interaction on that. And um, so I found myself really like concentrating on that. And then, yeah, and then writing a little bit and collaborating, doing a lot of collaborations, actually getting more into my video work and, you know, kind of pre, you know, developing and learning new skills on, on that end. Um, I actually kind of liked not gigging every weekend. <laughs> I think that's what I found, but, um, yeah, coming out of the pandemic, it was like, you know, the band like just was on full force. And I don't know if that was a lot of it was because, um, a lot of the booking agents couldn't find bands because everybody was on vacation pretty much or taking their vacation when like things started opening up in the summer. So we were like getting booked every weekend. And that just like, that was just kind of like a little bit too much for me, just getting back into it. And I was working constantly and I love gigging. I love my band, you know, the gigs aren't bad, but man, it was just, it. I guess like, like my you know, mentally and just physically. And I don't know, like, I just wasn't prepared to like, just jump right back in. Um, So now everything's kind of slowed down and it's cool. 
you know, but yeah. So that was me. <laughs> I'm awesome. What about you, Sean? Well, I'm like the opposite <laughs> of Jen. I want to gig. I oh, want gosh. to perform because I love to see people in the audience dancing and singing along to my songs. And do the fact I did like barely a little bit before COVID and then back to the square one. Like I love doing YouTube videos and I got a lot of interactions with my crazy comedy unboxings that I got attacked by a freaking box every time I open stuff up. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it really did happen. It was, struggle was really real. Um, also recording music and all these ideas that I like to mess around with and and now I got producers asking me um, guitar loops and guitar samples. And he gave me a little idea, like, I think I should sell guitar loops and samples because a lot of producers want my stuff now. So mm -hmm. I was like in processing on doing that and then teaching online and mentoring women that wants to be a well-rounded artist um, came to play. Um, I've been mentoring like two women, mostly in the DMV so far, and it's been going very well. And now a lot of people asking me about my producing pro um, process. And since I did like little short clips, me working on music, playing with different instruments and everything else. And I was like, okay, I think I should do a, a producer series or something that will probably be a good idea for YouTube and people to learn about how to make your own beats or how to like do your own stuff where it becomes having your own home studio in your house. And now, thank you, Summer, from the last artist that we did a interview from the previous season. Make sure you check that out. Um, she's been like crocheting and stuff like that. And I started going back to crocheting and then all of a sudden I'm like, it's really relaxing to stress, get off the stress of doing all that. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm doing stuff. I'm wearing stuff that I made. And I was happy about that because I definitely love fashion. I like to get back with that as well. So, yeah, I like to expand my creativity in many different ways other than music. That will help clear the clutter off my brain that's been, like, stuck in there for years. <laughs> and so positive, on a positive note, uh, you know, so you can still be successful during the pandemic, sure. Um, somebody got, what's going on with your streams, girl? Well, um, self-destruct, um, one of the singles um, that I released New Year's Day 2021 became over 50,000 streams on that, on Spotify. And I just recently got a second plaque for my second single, Work It, that I released in July on 80,000 streams. And that is getting close to 100K, which is like another oh. milestone that I wasn't expecting to get these much streams from any of my music. I wasn't expecting that at all. But also me learning how to market my music more better, I think that kind of led to that. So that was actually one of the other things that I learned from the pandemic is how to marketing my brand more properly or or more ideas coming in to help marketing my brand, my music, anything that I want to share the whole world with. Awesome, awesome. And now we have 
uh, Karen Autumn Rose was sort of spurred on this topic uh, last week. What do you have going on? It's more than just a gig. And you're, uh, where are you at the Greenville, right? I'm in Greenville right now. Yeah, I I was going to go uh, up to New York for my uh, my my home to see my family. Unfortunately, currently um, they're having uh, some uh, issues with COVID numbers right now in New York City that I, I, I was told. Um, so I'm gonna hold off on going back there uh, until after the holidays. Anyway, uh, during the COVID, what happened with me, I, I'm, I was in the, I was, I still am an instructor and I teach guitar, bass and ukulele piano for the Guitar Center, virtually and in, in store. So when that closed down, I was just teaching um, virtually. And because I, I felt a little isolated, no lot, I felt isolated, <clears throat> I started taking some more courses online at uh, Berkeley Online for Music. So I took a few courses and I'm uh, trying to get another certification at Berkeley to become a music therapist. And so that's my next, you know, I'm gonna actually do a lateral move from teaching in store and teach virtually and become a music therapist. So I'm working on that. I was gigging a lot before and before the before we had to um, lock down. And uh, lately I've been gigging <laughs> too much. I think the transition of going back felt overwhelming because for about a year it was performing live. And now I'm performing, I have been performing in Greenville, South Carolina, well, the state of South Carolina mainly. And because of the warm temperatures and it's not as densely populated as other major cities like Atlanta, the DMV, New York, LA, uh, I've been able to, to, to perform, but it's been back to back to back. So I'm just trying to re get reacclimated to performing. And I'm, I'm playing with a couple of outfits and I'm doing some collaborations with some, um, some friends online. And I, I recently uh, got a call from a very dear friend uh, in Los Angeles. He's an actor. And he said, you know, girl, come on out here and uh, work with some TV and movie soundtracks. So I took him up on it. So soon, um, in about a month, I'll be heading out west and work on that. And I'm continuing to play, but I've been playing like every week. I, I have to agree with Jenny Jam. It'll wear you out if you. It, it's not. It's like not working out for a year, then getting back into it. And you're like, Whoo, you know. But so th that's been really a challenge. But yes, I'm teaching right now ukulele, all three types of guitar: classical, electric, and acoustic, and bass. All genres of music, from worship, gospel, metal, jazz, country, blues, hip hop. You name it. So right now I have about 45 students. So I've been like overwhelmed. For you know, on lockdown I had maybe 10. Now I've jumped to 45 and gigging. So I'm just trying to get it together. But uh, I actually, you know, actually um, I'm happy that we're we're getting we're moving forward with the uh, getting back to to work. Yeah, yeah, Autumn. I totally agree. You know, it's it's like I think the the title of this. Fret T talk, it's not, you know, not just about the gig, you know. Mm -hmm. I just feel like 
a gig is a gig is a gig is a gig you know i mean whether it's a day job whether it's you know something else that you're doing in your life not just music but if it's music it's like me playing locally it was just i don't know i just it was just a little too much for me you know to have to you know work work full time and in in my full time job I'm doing design so maybe you know that's why it was a little overwhelming for me because I'm using my creativity like 24/7 so whether it's in design art or then I'm doing music it um it was just a little too much for me and not that I hate or I'm not going to say hate but like being negative towards music and musicians at work but I don't know I guess like certain you know there's there's a time when it's like you want to sit back and you're like you know i really want to do more stuff i guess you know i think that's like a musician thing though or or a person who in the creative field i feel like you know you always want to do more and you're never satisfied <laughs> right <laughs> branches off these all these other you know ideas you know mhm You know, I'm going to say this too, Jenny, ladies. It's not only the gig, Jenny, I'm piggybacking off that. It's the preparation for the gig, too. So it's not just I'm oh, I have this show tonight. There's rehearsals that are long and also you have to do your homework at home and learn material or just practice the material. So you add that to the work the gig. So that's what I was feeling. Like, wow, I'm sitting here for four and six hours just you know daily practicing for sh- one show or a couple of shows and so it could be taxing i mean you enjoy it but it can, it's it's more than just okay i'm just going to a gig like we go we show up for work there there's some things you have to prepare for work yeah but these gigs playing out jenny you're playing acoustic you you know doing you're doing um duets trios band gigs and you have to constantly practice so that's more time plus your job you know your day gig so it's like having two gigs and let's add family to that. So it's three gigs. Yeah. So with with you all, you have, you know, you're going back to school, you're moving cross country, you're working on marketing, you want to do more editing work and all of these things. Did you find that you wanted to do this before or did the pandemic help you see that there are more avenues that you can take? I think for me, I've I've always I've always struggled with, you know, with this just because I've been pretty much doing this for a while and I think my more my struggle more is the creativity part the design that I do and then my music so in my design sense I'm I feel more confident in that but I always want to learn more like I always want to do more and I have my goals like right now I reached my goal that I was going to work for a network for a big network um station you know big network tv like get into broadcast and now I'm doing it so but I want to learn more you know and I always want to learn more editing and I want to learn this and that but then and then it comes to music like autumn said you know we're practicing we're constantly having to practice new music or whatever but I also want to be better at my playing and maybe learn new techniques and you know it's just like you know it's it, it's really hard to like try to balance that and try to get it if if you're constantly working yeah i guess 
and the pandemic, you know, I didn't have to gig a lot. So I had time to like, you know, meditate and, you know, and figure things out and learn new things. And not that I want another pandemic, believe me, (laughs) you know, but I mean, I think that time, I think everybody really soaked in, you know, kind of like new things and it's all right to do that. You know, it's all right to make changes, right? Definitely. I mean, Sean, you, you like, I know you've been writing for a long, long time. You've been putting out music. You've been very good at that. But I know like production wise, like I noticed, you know, you're taking your music to another level. So like, I mean, that could be like maybe a thing that you did, you know, last year. Yeah, being a producer was very, like producing your own music is fairly challenging. You gotta like, okay, figure out what instruments you're gonna use on every single song or what parts you have to put in different parts, transcribe it to different things. And then you have to learn the tempo of the song. What is the tempo of your track and what in, in certain key. And then also putting in, in different layers and learning different um, techniques when you EQ your um, stems and and using different p- new plugins that I mess around with that will work well with your song, think if it sounds good or not. And then the mastering portion is leveling and everything. And and thank God my boyfriend's an engineer. <laughs> he helped me some things that I wasn't even taught when it comes to when you're doing like the mixing and the mastering part of your songs before you take it out in the world. like doing different levels, make sure they're not over peak, make sure um, EQs with parts that needs to bring out more once you have to bring it back and then all that stuff. So that was very challenging and it was kind of fun because I learned a little bit with editing because since I graduated with IT and multimedia and I do like a little video editing learning different those. It's kind of weird and different when you edit audio than video because audio is all these extra stuff you got to make sure your songs are clear and crisp especially when you hear on your phones your car like we had to listen to different like things like i have like so many speakers in my house right now like nine freaking speakers i had to hear every single one make sure any levels are bad then hear it on headphones then hear it um from your phone hear it from your computer then hear it from what sounds like in your car that's a lot to like know oh that doesn't sound right. I need to go back and tweak that. Then hear it from the same area that was having these issues. Does it sound good there? Then go to the next source. So I had to listen to every single source that I have to oh, make sure all these levels are right on every single aspect. Because a lot of people use their phones to listen to, their computers, their hearing music in their car. Make sure it's good. Even though if it's in the radio, they need to make sure they hear that right clarity for that to be put on the radio as well so it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff a lot of process to do all that and then we have Aaron who's going to Berkeley Berkeley School of Music for musical therapy you don't hear many people doing that I mean that's something else people they can possibly look into and now that you're doing that did that spur move to LA or is that something totally different well it was it was just something I thought about um Back years ago, I was a manager at a music store, I'll say it, Sam Ash, and a lady came in and she needed some equipment. And I asked her, I said, well, what do you, you know, she needs some, something specific. <clears throat> and she says, oh, I'm a music therapist. And I said, oh, wow, that's great. And she told me about it. 
And it was, it's always been in the back of my mind, but I said, wow, that's awesome. And, and so with the uh, pandemic, not only I'm a teacher, yes. And I'm a performer and I, and I write, and I'm a set, I'm, I'm more of a session player too, uh, when I collab with others. But, um, I thought that, you know, for something like that, <clears throat> to me, it's giving back. There are, there are people not only from being ill from the pandemic, but there are children and there are people and there are elderly people, people that um, have become very sick or injured that need music and they can't come out for it. And to, to do a sing-along and get people involved that are the sick and shut in or they're just disabled, to me, that's, that's you know, giving a gift to uh, people that cannot get out and enjoy a show something live and be involved with others just you know sing songs and you know and just have fun and and i'll take piano i'll take my piano or, or my guitar and just you know i'm not a great vocalist but to get everybody involved to me that's that's fulfilling and uh it's something i've thought about before but i was like wow maybe i should do that uh i've been in uh, a Berkeley alumni for a while, but I went back so to take some more courses that are required for that kind of position. But that's that's just another avenue in music that I, I would enjoy. It's not just the teaching and the performing. It is performance, but it's it's different and it's different everywhere. From like I said, you, I can do that anywhere, in any state, and anywhere. So you know that's uh, that's something out. And again, I, I could make my own schedule too. So I, I just want to just do that to give back and to be, to, you know, to help others feel, have that smile on their face at the end of the day. Just curious, ladies, um, with, with the music in your area, every has a certain style of music that they do. You have, you know, you have go-go, you have quartet where Karen is. Did the pandemic, like, say, I think I want to move. <laughs> like, I want to do, I want to get into a different musical scene. What about that? Yeah, uh... I know in DC, there's a lot, it's it's diverse. You know, like you said, there's go-go music here, and then there's also the punk scene, you know? So there's like a lot of, I guess, genres around here. But yeah, I've noticed, um, you know, like just hearing Autumn last week, you know, when we were offline, talk about how she's going to California. And I've been kind of hearing that from just even my coworkers. You know, like one coworker, we have an office um, where I work in LA um, because they do a lot of the the talent out there, and uh, she's moving out there. You know, and there's already like my um, my immediate supervisor, my art director, she lives out in LA. So, um, but yeah, so now one of our coworkers, you know, is moving out there, and um, and then I hear Autumn, she's moving out there. You know, and, and I'm hearing like all these people are like not moving out to the West Coast, but just kind of moving just for a change of scene. And um, and I've always thought about L.A., you know, kind of like being the big music thing. And I don't know, it, it'd be I'd be curious or intrigued to do it, I guess. But yeah. What about you, Sean? Um, our, the music scene up here is it's the same, almost like DC, except we don't really do a lot of go-go music unless you're playing Jill Scott songs. But um, it's a little diverse. Most of the stuff that um, 
I be hearing around mostly the groups in Facebook that I'm in dealing with um, local musicians that we connect. I hear mostly do a lot of, you know, cover tribute bands as do more, um, more rock and punk. And I was like, okay, where's the R&B and silly, right? Yes. I'm like, where's some of that in there? Because everything I hear in the group, when I see in the groups in Facebook was mostly just rock, punk, metal. I was like, okay, where's the rap? Come on now, where is it? <laughs> so so I usually just don't, I usually just stay away from that and trying to find my own sound. And I just like, okay, stuff that I want to enjoy and I want to share my music through the locals. I have been getting a lot of notice when I post stuff on the groups on Facebook with like my new music, the videos, um, the person that was in charge of those groups, they really enjoyed it. I was like, we need more music like this in there. And I was like, thank God I did this. That's awesome. That's awesome. This was a great talk, ladies. Anything else y'all want to hit on? Any last points? Sure, I'm gonna say, <clears throat> just with Sean and, and Jenny Jam, we're talking about the music that is unique to a state. Now, again, I'm from New York City, where it's eclectic. I mean, you can go anywhere in New York and it's more international. So you can hear all styles of music. Here in South Carolina, there is there, there's the jazz pocket. And then they, they don't have go-go. <clears throat> Matter of fact, I don't, they really don't. But their music here is called Shag. And I, I came here and I was auditioning for a touring band and they said, do you know any Shag music, beach music? So play some beach music. And I said, okay, sir. And I was in Georgia for this audition. I start playing the song from the ventures, thinking it's surf music, like beach music from the California. And they said, no, 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 beach music. I said, well, what do you mean like beach music? You know, they said, no, we do. And so they played some music for me, what they consider beach music. And it is actually soul music. Let's say right before Motown, when it was that, that the platter sound, morphing into the Motown sound. I was like, oh, really? So, yeah, so I had to learn their beach music. And it's, you know, when you go outside of South Carolina, they feel like, what's beach music? So I think every city or in state, they have their signature music, like Jenny, Jan, you know, uh, Philly. But uh, I play with a, a cover band here and we do a lot of 90s R&B and um, they're a great band. But again, it's only for certain groups of people when you do that. Uh, and when I play with another band, it's like everything from Sesame Street to Journey to, you know, old rock, uh, some pop. So it's a mixed bag. They don't do too much art, uh, rap here and not, you know, not too much metal uh, in the cover bands. I don't hear that. But yeah, it's different. So uh, yeah, beach music. I was like, who knew? Yeah, I never, I never heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> the platters, the coasters, that's weird. <laughs> well, when I when I when I see the platters or the coasters, you know, we're talking 50s, 60s. Yeah. There was a time, you know, the, you know, the chairman of the board and the Tams and and I played with all these people and I didn't know. And when I said, Oh, I'm playing with the Tams or the Swinging Medallions, they go, Oh wow, that's big time. And then I I, I bought, I was in South Carolina and I, I needed a t-shirt and it was at Walmart and I bought a t-shirt that said Clemson and I didn't, you know, I just, it just looked nice. Everybody's like, oh, you went to Clemson, it's a big deal. I was like, I've never even heard of Clemson University, but okay, ended up playing there five times. 
didn't know it was like a real one of the best uh, football uh, schools, and it's a it's a real you know big deal here. So it, it was it was it's much different from New York. Now I'm going to the West Coast, and I'm sure I'm going to learn. Uh, I've been there several times, and that's different. The difference between California, LA, and New York City. New York City, there's a lot of theater music because of Broadway. Not so much in LA. It's more TV, and um, I, I would say it's more TV, TV and movie. So that's it's different. And me being a session player, I'm like, okay, I played in the orchestra pit. Let me try that out. It's different. So I want to see what that's all about. Yeah, I think I think that's that's what it is. It's just um, you know, whether you're in another city to learn. I think that's what we need. You know, like the yeah. creatives. You know, is just learning new things and keeping yourself happy. I think like if you if you think about it, will we ever how long will we be doing this? I think we'd be doing this till the very end. Like you see the artists out there, they're like, you know, Gladys Knight, how old is she? And she's still out there, you know, doing her thing. So I think, you know, with us, you know, either going to a different city or joining a new band or mm -hmm. checking out, you know, checking out a new Facebook group or something like that. Um you know, to learn and to spark ideas, to be, to just learn something new, you know, mm -hmm. that's, I mean, and I could say that's, that's a positive thing about my band Pebble to Pearl is that um, they're open to everything. So yeah, we do our covers and we do, you know, like the normal stuff, but I can also, you know, I was bringing in more R&B into the group, more R&B music, um, where they, you know, they kind of stuck to like, you know, the, the agency list, you know, your MJ medley, your Bon Jovi journey, you know, and then the pop stuff. But, um, but, you know, I'm bringing in, you know, some, some maze and, you know, Jill Scott, you know, and stuff like that where they wouldn't, they would never do that. And even acoustically, I've been bringing that in, you know, to just for us to be different because I, I get, sometimes I will get bored playing the same stuff, you know, yeah, but, you know, so I, yeah, I guess that's like the takeaway of this whole thing is, you know, just find your lane, keep, keep going, I guess. Don't, mm -hmm. don't give up, even if it, you're in a slump or you're not feeling it, right? It'll get better. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I agree with you ladies that um, I think not, it's not only unique to music. I think as what, what has been going on the last couple of years, People are reinventing themselves, saying, you know what? I don't want to do this job anymore. Maybe I'm going to be my own contractor. I'm going to be a barber. I'm going to be a videographer. I'm going to be a solo musician, or I'm going to, you know, whatever, you know, the job, we, we're, we're, everyone's moving around the country. Uh, there's a mass migration from just everywhere. And uh, people are finding, you know, something they've done before, something new. And uh, that's what I think is going on. People are like, you know, I want to do something else, something different. And uh, and that's what the pandemic, uh, you know, has done to a, a lot of not just musicians, but I think a lot of people. They decided to uh, whatever hobby they had, they're going to make it into a profession. So it, it's something there's, there's definitely a shift. And definitely a piggyback. Oh, Jenny opened it perfectly to say, like, a gig can be anything. A gig can be your daily job whether you're working, you know, in office, whether you're doing music, whatever it may be. 
And like Karen said, um, don't be afraid to move. Don't be afraid to change it up. Music will be here. So if you need that break, take the break and come back. And that break might, you know, spark something new in you. You never know. Mm -hmm. This was a great topic, ladies. And we made, we made it to the end of the year. Yay! We made it, it y'all. So thank y'all for a great season. And from the Fret Sisters, we have Jenny Jam, Sean, Shawnee Sean Marshall, and Karen Autumn Rose. We'll see y'all next year. Later. Yay. Happy holidays and a happy new year. 22. Yay. Happy new year. Happy holidays. Hey, Jenny Jam here. Thanks for tuning in to our latest episode of Between Frets. Keep checking back. We'll have more episodes loaded each week for your listening enjoyment. Peace and love.